Section 3 of The United States. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information, or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Piotr Natter. The World's Story, Volume 12. The United States. Edited by Eva March Tappan. Section 3. The Great Voyage of Leif Erikson. 1001. From the Sagas. The next thing now to be related is that Bjarni Herjulfsson went out from Greenland and visited Erik Jarl in Norway, and the Jarl received him well. Bjarni told about his voyages, that he had seen unknown lands, and people thought that he had shown no curiosity when he had nothing to relate about these countries, and this became somewhat a matter of reproach to him. Bjarni became one of the Jarl's courtiers and came back to Greenland the summer after. There was now much talk about voyages of discovery. Leif, the son of Erik the Red, of Brattachlit, went to Bjarni Herjulfsson and bought the ship of him, and engaged men for it, so that there were thirty-five men in all. Leif asked his father, Erik, to be the leader on the voyage, but Erik excused himself, saying that he was now pretty well stricken in years, and could not now, as formerly, endure all the hardships of the sea. Leif said that still he was the one of the family whom good fortune would soonest attend, and Eric gave in to Leif's request, and rode from home so soon as they were ready, and it was but a short way to the ship. The horse stumbled that Eric rode, and he fell off and bruised his foot. Then said Eric, It is not ordained that I should discover more countries than that which we now inhabit, and we should make no further attempt in company. Eric went home to Brattachlit, but Leif repaired to the ship, and his comrades with him, thirty-five men. There was a Southron on the voyage, who was named Tyrker. Now prepared they their ship, and sailed out into the sea when they were ready, and then found that land first, which Bjarni had found last. There sailed they to the land, and cast anchor, and put off boats, and went ashore, and saw there no grass. Great icebergs were over all up the country but like a plain of flat stones was all from the sea to the mountains, and it appeared to them that this land had no good qualities. Then said Leif, we have not done like Bjarni about this land, that we have not been upon it. Now will I give the land a name, and call it Helluland, perhaps Newfoundland. Then went they on board, and after that sailed out to sea, and found another land. They sailed again to the land, and cast anchor, then put off boats and went on shore. This land was flat and covered with wood, and white sands were far around where they went, and the shore was low. Then, said Leif, this land shall be named after its qualities and called Markland, perhaps Nova Scotia. They then immediately returned to the ship. Now sailed they thence into the open sea with a northeast wind, and were two days at sea before they saw land and they sailed thither, and came to an island which lay to the eastward of the land, and went up there, and looked around them in good weather, and observed that there was dew upon the grass, and it so happened that they touched the dew with their hands, and raised the fingers to the mouth, and they thought that they had never before tasted anything so sweet. After that they went to the ship, and sailed into a sound, which lay between the island and an S, promontory, which ran out to the eastward of the land, and then steered westward past the Ness. It was very shallow at ebb tide, 
and their ship stood up, so that it was far to see from the ship to the water. But so much did they desire to land, that they did not give themselves time to wait until the water again rose under the ship, but ran at once ashore, at a place where a river flows out of a lake. But so soon as the waters rose up under the ship, then took they the boats, and rowed to the ship, and floated it up to the river, and thence into the lake, and there cast anchor, and brought up from the ship their skin-cots, and made their booths. After this took they counsel, and formed the resolution of remaining there for the winter, and built there large houses. There was no want of salmon, either in the river or in the lake, and larger salmon than they had before seen. The nature of the country was, as they thought, so good that the cattle would not require house-feeding in winter, for there came no frost in winter, and little did the grass wither there. Day and night were more equal than in Greenland or Iceland, for on the shortest day was the sun above the horizon from half-past seven in the forenoon till half-past four in the afternoon. But when they had done with the house-building, Leif said to his comrades, now will i divide our men into two parts and have the land explored and the half of the men shall remain at home at the house while the other half explore the land but however not go farther than that they can come home in the evening and they should not separate now they did so for a time and leif changed about so that the one day he went with them and the other remained at home in the house leif was a great and strong man grave and well-favoured, therewith sensible and moderate in all things. It happened one evening that a man of the party was missing, and this was Tyrker the German. This took Leif much to heart, for Tyrker had been long with his father and him, and loved Leif much in his childhood. Leif now took his people severely to task, and prepared to seek for Tyrker, and took twelve men with him. But when they had gotten a short way from the house, then came Tyrker towards them, and was joyfully received. Leif soon saw that his foster-father was not in his right senses. Tyrker had a high forehead and unsteady eyes, was freckled in the face, small and mean in stature, but excellent in all kinds of artifice. Then said Leif to him, Why wert thou so late, my foster-heir, and separated from the party? He now spoke first, for a long time in German, and rolled his eyes about to different sides, and twisted his mouth. But they did not understand what he said. After a time he spoke Norsk. I have not been much farther off, but still have I something new to tell of. I found vines and grapes. But is that true, my fosterer? quoth Leif. Surely it is true, replied he, for I was bred up in a land where there is no want of either vines or grapes. They slept now for the night, but in the morning Leif said to his sailors, We will now set about two things, in that the one day we gather grapes, and the other day cut vines and fell trees, so from thence will be a loading for my ship. And that was the counsel taken, and it is said their long boat was filled with grapes. Now was a cargo cut down for the ship, and when the spring came they got ready and sailed away and Leif gave the land a name after its qualities, and called it Vinland. They sailed now into the open sea, and had a fair wind until they saw Greenland, and the mountains below the Euclers. Then a man put in his word and said to Leif, 
Why do you steer so close to the wind? Leif answered, I attend to my steering and something more, and can ye not see anything? They answered that they could not observe anything extraordinary. I know not, said Leif, whether I see a ship or a rock. Now looked they and said it was a rock, but he saw so much sharper than they that he perceived there were men upon the rock. Now let us, said Leif, hold our wind, so that we come up to them if they should want our assistance, and the necessity demands that we should help them. And if they should not be kindly disposed, the power is in our hands and not in theirs. Now sailed they under the rock, and lowered their sails, and cast anchor, and put out another little boat which they had with them. Then asked Tyrker who their leader was. He called himself Thorer, and said he was a Northman. But what is thy name? said he. Leif told his name. Art thou a son of Eric the Red of Bratachlit? Leif answered that so it was. Now will I, said Leif, take ye all on board my ship, and as much of the goods as the ship can hold. They accepted the offer, and sailed thereupon to Eriksfjord with the cargo, and thence to Bratachlit, where they unloaded the ship. After that Leif invited Thorer and his wife Gudrid, and three other men, to stop with him, and got berths for the other seamen, as well Thorer's as his own elsewhere. Leif took fifteen men from the rock, he was after that called Leif the Lucky. Leif had now earned both riches and respect. The same winter came a heavy sickness among Thorer's people, and carried off as well Thorer himself as many of his men. This winter died also Eric the Red. Now there was much talk about Leif's voyage to Vinland, and Thorvald, his brother, thought that the land had been much too little explored. Then said Leif to Thorvald, Thou canst go with my ship, brother, if thou wilt, to Vinland, but I wish first that the ship should go and fetch the timber which Thorer had upon the rock. And so was done. End of section 3 this recording is in the public domain.